Raph and I did a Facebook Live. Today's show, we have that audio for you. If you'd like to watch it, please head over to our Facebook page, Verbal Tap. Otherwise, enjoy your commute. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back. Uh, it's been a weird day. There's been a whole bunch of talk about Conor McGregor, Khabib, Dana White. There's so much electricity going on in Vegas. There, it seems to be the hub of uh, Fight Central right now. And uh, we're excited. I mean, obviously, Quintet's coming up, and that's going to be a lot of fun. But everybody's talking about this Khabib and Conor Presser, again, part two, that I thought it was time to go ahead and bring in Kevin for a very special edition of Verbal Tap. Ladies and gentlemen, let's go ahead and cut over to our good friend, Senor Kevin Phillips. Kevin, how are you doing? Kev? This is very unprofessional. I show up to make sure that we have a broadcast so that we can talk to people. I show up on time. I think this is real number one bullshit. Where is Kevin Phillips, my co-host from Verbal Tap? Sorry, Raph. Traffic. Uh, There was some kids in a bus. I had to get... I just... The time got away from me, you know. Do you have people who schedule things for you, potentially, that could have told you, hey, you know, Waze says maybe our way over to Park MGM is about mm, 20 minutes behind? You know... Coincidentally, I'm going to reveal later in this podcast that I'm, in fact, nearly a billionaire, and I have a whole team of people to make sure I get to all three things I have to do in the next three days. A presser. What a great five-year plan. A way-in. A fight. A five-year plan when they're like, how far are you away from being a a billionaire? And he's just kind of like, one, two, three, uh, five five years. He, He super was like, how old am I now? Like it took him a second. <laughs> We're talking about the presser today for UFC 229, a fight that I will contend now more than ever is not happening. Okay. And I have a lot of evidence for that, Raph. Connor and Khabib are not getting in the cage on Saturday. They don't even seem like they believe it. And I can, once again, I would ask, were they in the same room today? Do you, are you saying they're the same person? I'm not were really. Were they in the same room today? <sighs> No, they were not in the same room that I know. They were not. I am practically a fight Nostradamus. <laughs> we're doing something fake book. No, no, no. Hold on. I had a line for this. Uh, let's go again. Go let's for go it. Again. Hey, Kevin, what are we doing here today? We are celebrating a fake live show. That was what I had. That was the that's what use take two. We're doing a podcast on here. You've convinced me as such is a good idea. We're going to talk about Khabib versus Connor because everyone is. And I'm, I strapped on the tightest black shirt I could find. I think it's Vicky's. But I was like, I got a Joe Rogan this. I'm going to get rooting. Because <laughs> no, here's the thing, Kev. I did uh, motion for this because a lot of the people, they don't get to see you. They wonder, they wonder who is this person? Who really is Kevin Phillips? And though they sometimes mistake us for the same person, I think sometimes people think I invent you. Well, I don't think this is going to clear that up. I was watching a Flat Earth video on YouTube. They can convince anyone of anything via video. (laughs) I have takeaways about this presser you also forced me to watch, which I don't normally watch these, and I'm remembering why. 
I didn't force you to watch it. This was also your idea. Anyway, go for it. I might be misinterpreting some events that happened throughout the day. Uh, Khabib versus no one in the first five minutes of the presser. I give no one 29-28. They won via decision. It was close, but they won. He's horrible. He's just awful in front of the microphone. (laughs) Even worse when he's alone. The bald father immediately is like, ask him some fucking questions, I guess, if you want to. It's up to you. Did you get a vibe, though, through half of this or some of this or part of this when I love the fake I can't hear what's going on. So there were several times when Dana had to lean in and go, they're asking you if you fucking want to fucking be here. And then Khabib's just like, do I want to be here? Yes, uh, I do want to be here. The next question. Uh, they're asking if you're fucking hungry. Yeah, it's, I am sometimes hungry now. Thanks. I will make weight. That would be way better if Dana leaned in and was like, explain the plot of the office just real quickly. <laughs> I want to know your thoughts. <laughs> I also, just going off this theme, Raph, you can tell me if you disagree. I have Dana versus no one, which Ooh. was always my favorite time. Grip it tight because when Dana's got the mic alone and everyone's jacked, he couldn't have insisted more that he didn't want to be there. He was like, I don't care about this. I do not care about this. And I, he was right, and I agree with him. But I give him 29-27. I thought he really okay. took the round. And Connor TKO'd it. What's, what's a 50? Is there a 50? If it's a five-round fight, sure. If you do what Uriah Hall did to, um, <laughs> did to Adam's face, you get a 50. That's what it should be. <laughs> Noted friend of the podcast, I think. Maybe not after that comment. Adam Sella. You know, here's the funny part to me, Kev. So, first of all, you brought up the fact that Dana White was saying, you know, I don't fucking care about this. I don't fucking care. Many times. And when he says that, it makes me wonder, no, I think you do care because you wouldn't just have people show up and then just go like, I'll fucking care if everybody shows up today. If Connor hadn't have shown up, I'm not saying Khabib. There would have been a lot of concern in his face, no matter how many times he tries to remind us. This is a, we're now at 3 billion pay-per-view buys interested. That's how many people are interested in this fucking fight right now. I also kind of felt like it was, let's let the conspiracy theory roll. It felt super staged. It felt like, let's get Khabib out of here. He's kind of a biter. And let's bring in Connor, who's, who could do 30, honestly. He did just a (laughs) solid five minutes of stand-up. And then... A soliloquy on Muhammad Ali that was nice. Raph, we have to put a red. We have to pull. Let's uh, soccer turn this. Can we red card the Ali references? Well, what what is your issue? Because Dana White, I believe, was the one to make the comparison and say, you know, Conor McGregor, he's even better than Ali in terms of trash talk. Just because the way he gets in the fucking brain. Okay. I mean, (laughs) just Dana wasn't really... I don't know. I don't like the comparisons. I'm going to say it. I'm going to I think Connor has a little ways to go before he gets Ali's status in terms of his mental prowess. I would agree because we're normal people and not fight promoters and like Dana White. He also lost two of his last four fights, I'll remind you, one to the beautiful Diaz, the other to Floyd Money Mayweather. So his psychological warfare might not have the same sharpness of track record. Yeah, it does 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 boxing even count? It was a glorified no, exhibition match. Observation two. 
Here's my second <laughs> okay. thing. So my first is K- Khabib is really bad. He okay. lost to just nothing. <laughs> nothing was as entertaining as Khabib was. <laughs> the physical embodiment of nothing. MMA journalists need a review board for questions. Uh, some of these questions were hungry with their intention. But and that was a very direct inside shot at the broadcast. But some of the MMA journalists get up and it's a three minute difficult one to tell. It's like when you get nervous and there's a celebrity. It's like you were saying six years ago that you were kind of really into uh, this type of training, and now you get a chance to like somewhat suit up on the thing. Could you tell us about how you feel about it? Like you could see the look of terror on the faces yeah. of Dana, who was rather restrained. I yeah. thought terrible question. So you bring up a point that I always have, which is <clears throat> sometimes people around me ask questions uh, when I'm on press row, and I go, is that what we're going with? Is that what we're asking? <laughs> because there were a lot of questions, and I think this is where you, you propose this theory, and I think this is where it's most true, is when Khabib looked great. Now, I've argued that Khabib only looks good when he's prompted, a.k.a. by Joe Rogan, and when he's not confronted. And last time when there was no audience... He looked very almost silent. Here, it seemed like the questions were leading him. Like, Khabib, aren't you excited for this fight tomorrow? I'm very excited for this fight tomorrow. Khabib, wouldn't you say that Conor McGregor, you know, he said some crazy stuff about your family. Will you shake his hand? No, I will not shake his hand. I was like, whoever's scripting this bullshit is fucking leading the witness. I wanted to jump up, and that's what I wanted to yell out. It felt a little like he watched Rocky and was like, Drago's got it. Stay quiet. It's terrifying. <laughs> In this case, it was just kind of boring. Yeah. Because uh, it was a presser. I mean, that's doesn't have that 80s gruffness. MMA journalists, we, we need to pick it up. That was brutal. That was a whole brutal conference. You get a chance, just have some fun. Ask a simple question. Uh, Keep it within... No, no commas. Try and avoid commas. How's that? Like, if you were writing it down, it shouldn't be three to four sentences. Let's let's do this real quick. I want to interject here because it seems like we do have some notes, and then we can come back to your third point. But it is Facebook Live notes. Facebook I've Live notes. One hundred percent, completely forgot we were. I'm you're back. Live. I'm yeah, back. You know, I remember what Facebook Live is. I'm I'm so present. <laughs> uh, the notes that we got. Uh, Timothy Rivas says Khabib hands down. Uh, which in fight terms is not really a great way you ever want to describe a fighter because hands down usually <laughs> means, uh-oh, no bueno. I think, I think it's going to be Khabib hands up with strong ground and pound. Absolutely. So I agree with him except the hands down part. I would also like to he might have been out. using a colloquialism. <laughs> I would also like to point this out. My dad has now joined the telecast. So hello, <gasps> dad. Mr. Sparza. He has this n- thing just got classier. It did. He has no class- idea, though. Uh, what any of these terms mean for Connor? He's he might be vaguely uh, familiar with Connor, but he definitely knows who Paige Van Zandt is because she was on Dancing with the Stars. So that just shows hey. you, yeah. Uh, Joe the Grocer from Bachelor in Paradise is about to be on, so that show's got range. Raf, mm. I'm gonna hit you with my last one. Please do. Fight not happening is all it says. It's just very directly. <laughs> fight not <laughs> happening. <laughs> Best part is the I saw a little note that just scribbled Dana, and it makes me hope that you scribble his name every once in a while, as if you're going to marry him someday. I, I wrote Dana hates this presser! Exclamation point. I could put a heart around it. That's fair. And the big winner of the presser was somehow still Conor McGregor's bourbon. 
the guys he's already slipping in he's like you <laughs> i'm gonna knock him out he's gonna have a bad taste in his mouth and if you want a good taste in your mouth 12 round coming to a liquor store near you it was very tom haverford uh, sure. direct <laughs> now you know i'm wondering is that whiskey you're drinking now yes is it the proper 12 whiskey no it's the it's the more common variety of jack daniels because so's down the street does not carry 12 round yet but i'll recommend it <laughs> excellent um i'm very interested to see how it plays out now kev you you persist that we're not going to see it. I do like this. My thoughts are as follows. I think that yeah. Khabib looked much better by himself than he did at the previous presser because he looked lost. At least this time they wrote him in a few lines and they helped him. And so when he got in, got out and was like, he no show up. He no respect. I stay out here for I don't know how long. 15 minutes? Okay. Bye, everybody. And then he leaves. Meanwhile, Dana has to do what um, I guess in the comedy world they refer to as this when you see this and you're Dana White and you go, uh, uh, I'll take some questions then. And he looked very nervous to have to address anybody in press row. And to me, that's what magic. They should let a, they should let a comedian do this. They should hire someone professionally to handle this. <laughs> 100%. And then when Connor got out there, I don't know, man, we're in an element of fun because he's I'll, great. I'll he's just very this, good. Dude. The fact that he... Nice sweats and wife beater, by the way. Thanks for dressing up. <laughs> He's going to be dressed in alligator skin tomorrow, and it's going to make zero sense why he showed up like he did today. Uh, so, Lindsay, and Amy X, or Amwex, whatever. Sorry, Lindsay, I don't know how to say her name. Uh, she in the comment section, I don't like Connor, but I want the trilogy with Nate and Connor. And I Me think too. she said Connor gets knocked out. And I think she implies she wants Connor to get knocked out. So, would you rather be watching the Nate Diaz fight with Conor McGregor for this? No, no, I'd rather watch this fight. I'm pretty, I'm pretty, pretty excited. In two years, so if he's really good, he's probably going to knock him out. If he's rusty, I don't know. Did you have any opinion though? When they no, I'm not. Said... It's not happening. Yeah, let's round third on this fight. Yeah. That's not happening. Okay. Hit me. Did you have any opinion though when they said, "Hey, Connor, what if Khabib happens to pull out? Are you still going to fight somebody?" Uh no, I have no opinion on his because he always like I'm I'm here I'm here because you could tell he's stammering. He's like, "I'm here to fight him. I'm I'm just going to sure I'll fight whoever." It's just like, yeah, we know we've seen the bear footage. He'll fight anything. And he won Las Vegas Zoo, I'm sure, as an exhibit. Pretty cool. I think they've also mentioned plenty of times in the, like, the pre-packaging, they've always been like, you know, Connor, he's this guy. He'll fight anybody. You know, that's the one thing you got to respect about Connor when he's throwing dollies and hating people and using uh, homophobic and racial slurs. you got to respect the fact that he gets in there and then shakes somebody's hand at the end of the fight. No, I think you and I are both just like these guys. Well, Khabib's a bad person. I think Connor's just not listening to himself, but not to excuse his his rather gruff language. And my last question on this, Kevin, is: <clears throat> Do you feel that Connor, on the sliding scale of cocaine, where was Connor on this uh, particular uh, episode? I thought about this. Five lines is what I eventually. Wow. So I was like, he looks like he isn't drinking because he looked like he almost cracked open the the twelve round. But was like, oh, can't trying to make weight still. There's one magic piece of dust that both is a weight loss and an energy upper, and that is that's. I think he's five lines. I mean, you heard how rich he is. Well, I also like the fact that there was one reporter 
who got really nervous to ask a question that he knew was going to be a shitty question and just goes, uh, how's it selling? Because I've heard it's not selling well. And then Connor goes, why don't you have a taste of it? And the guy's like, yeah, okay, I'll come taste it. And I thought that's a really shitty way to like invite yourself to the stage to get a taste. And then Connor goes, I not like you that. fucking get out of here. And I go, that's very funny. I, I can't, I can't right. deny that's that. That's karma visiting. Can I interrupt you to talk about some friends? Please do. Well, we're excited. The fight's happening in 48 hours. That's the theory. It's going to be a good one. You could. I was listening to Jim Rome talk about it, and I was like, Jim Rome's voice has not aged, but he has. Love him. <laughs> Shout-outs to Jim Rome. Quintet 3 is coming up. That's a little teaser, because first, I want to talk about what's keeping Kevin's tets. That's, I'm not going to. I don't want to go with that. <laughs> what's just keeping Kevin uh, together lately during during a rather elevated temperature yoga class? That's NorthSouthJiu-Jitsu.com. Friends of ours best friends because of how comfy their product is and we don't joke about underwear we joke about a lot of things we do not joke about how good their underwear is northsouthjujitsu.com i haven't tried the spats yet but soon soon christmas is coming i am also at a bit of a battle here at the phillips casa because someone else has started using my proven nutrition because they found out core will really get you through class a lot easier ProvenNutrition.com, tell them Verbal Tap sent you. Kevin 10, if you're feeling like you like me more. Raf 10, if you're feeling like you hate me more, because I also take it personally. ProvenNutrition.com, try the core drink. And the packaging, it's just, it's 100% natural. Absolutely. It's the new hippie's dream. It's my dream, Raf. It is your dream. And it's toughness. It's all those things. <laughs> Quintet 3 is a team grappling tournament that's coming up. We're going to switch from the most popular MMA fight that, well, the bald father is saying in history to what I am going to say is the most excited I've been about a grappling event, I think, potentially ever to really add on to the hyperbole train. Quintet 3 tournament, Raph. I mean, I should be a 10 about this. It's tomorrow. Yes. I'm a 10. Okay. Is this happening? Uh, Yeah, Quintet is happening. Um. The real question, though, Kevin, is how is it happening? Because Gordon Ryan is suddenly a member of Team Alpha Male, and it begs the question, what? Uh, if it had been Team Beta Male, I would have understood. Maybe like Team Weaker Voice, I sure. would have understood as well. Team Steroids, that guy's the captain. Oh, wow. Team Team Frosted Tips, there are a lot of teams I expected <laughs> to see Gordon Ryan on. Team Alpha Male was not the team. It's it's intriguing to me because clearly he's doing it for the money and the spot there. But it begs the question, can he be bought off, like, mid-card if they advance to the finals? Can they just show him some money and he's just like, hey, um, the king has decided to go with another team. So you, you guys are all peasants to the real king, and I'm going to go over there. And I'm basically, I mean, I'm, I'm basically the best, so I'm going to go be the best over there with this other team. I also like it the other way. It's like Sakuraba's leg snapped off in that last fight. Gordon, do you mind uh, stepping in? I know you guys lost, but <laughs> you're up, buddy. He's like, yeah, I don't have any. I don't care. <laughs> Kev, you have spent some time looking at the brackets, and you are the leading bracketologist of the podcast. So I awesome. was wondering if you've had some time to really go through, look into it, and come out the other end with some results or some thoughts as to what's going to happen. 
So I'm extremely upset that you rejected my first pitch to draft a fantasy team of this, where you draft five players and I draft five players, and we go mano a mano. I believe it's happening off air. Okay, that's fine. But we're going to talk bracketology because this is all about strategies. This is fi- this is March Madness, except it's October quintetness. I think there is a very clear winner in the first round, and that's Team Alpha Male. I think they're composing a nice juggernaut where they're the clear advancers in that round. Not to say Josh Barnett is aging. He's beautiful, and he's a fantastic actor, mostly. And in this case, I'm really excited to watch him face Gordon Ryan. That's going to be my my matchup to, to bait in this one, which our crowd pointed out. People were excited about that in the comments. They are very excited. I'll, I'll read a couple in a second. But, I mean, the the big thing that I think is the draw of a good quintet match is the possibility of matches. Because let's say that there's the match between, you know, Gordon and Josh Barnett, right? Have we ever thought of the possibility if Team 10th Planet advances and it could be Geo versus either Gordon or Josh Barnett? That would be super exciting, especially because of the size difference. And Gio's like, that's it. It's time to go guillotine crazy again. <laughs> Though I do like, in terms of 10 planets, the throwing PJ Barch out first. Yes. But they do have a tough matchup against someone they already had a tough matchup against, essentially. That's, I mean, is it Team Polaris? Yeah, that's what they're calling this. Team Polaris. We'll just call them uh, Team Palmer. They could, Josh Palmer can <laughs> be half of that group. Let's just assign our friends to a bracket and see who see who goes the furthest. Brandon McCatherine can have tenth planet. <laughs> we do have members of uh, every sort of affiliation. I think I will say I didn't appreciate the fact that Josh Palmer came and brought his Britishness and was just like, "Oh, I think things are looking good for Team Polaris." And uh, in the comment section, I just told him to get out of here, foreigner. You get you get yeah. on out of here. Except we've seen Craig Jones versus Gordon Ryan. So the ringers on both sides, it's Gordon Ryan is just a bigger, more steroided version of Craig Jones. We asked Craig Jones if he would take steroids. He was like, I can't find any. Gordon took them all. (laughs) I've been training at Henzo's. It's difficult to find them. There's a huge pail, and Gordon's the first there. He's the last to leave. That all is a joke, I think. I, I couldn't tell where Craig was. Dan Strauss is in that category. I do enjoy that they put Dan Strauss fifth, which is a good strategy if they advance to the next round because your man's going to need like a sandwich in between this first bracket (laughs) and this second bracket, especially if he has to fight Adam (laughs) Schnapp. Dan Strauss is going to be like, is there a buffet around the corner? or Did someone have a beer before this next round? Quintet three, The these are team matches, so we're just popping out teams. There's four teams competing total. Sakuraba, you posted this, so if you're following us right now, chances are you saw the Quintet 3 tournament, or Raf has now post-edited plastered this over my face. I'm actually about to post-plaster it over my face. Thank you very much, because I'm a good person. <laughs> well, I, I came dressed like uh, Joe McGregor. Marcin Held, I love the tiny guys in these, and I kind of wish that they... The only one thing missing so far is I kind of want to see what their weight agreed upon. I guess it's a collective weight, but... I always envision it to go back to the office when they're trying to lose weight and they all stand on the crane together, the huge, like, ele- the warehouse one. Is that it's like kind of what they do with these 
fight teams. It's like, PJ, stand on Amir's shoulders. It doesn't matter. But I'm going to, I'm personally going Team Alpha Male. You think Team Alpha Male has the key to winning this? I'm buying Gordon Ryan's stock pretty much. I think he's, I think this is his format when he can really quickly beat up on people and get some momentum going. But to his, you know, he hasn't been submitting people as much lately. I think I don't know. I mean, where he's been fighting. <laughs> Gordon, come back, Gordon. Gordon, we miss you. I think the idea is now that ACB is going through whatever they're going through, which, by the way, is a lot of fun, especially when you have a professional organization that goes. You mean to tell me these particular black belts aren't going to give me exciting matches because they're too afraid to go out? Hmm. Well, fuck you guys. It's your fault. Uh, it's kind of like, well, did you ever look at the people you brought in? And are, have you watched any of their matches? They kind of, I don't want to say the word play it safe, but they are known for giving you a certain type of match. They, at ACB is just, look, we all love the exclusivity contract, except it's never worked in jujitsu. But maybe Raph's coaching his dog currently, if it'll, uh, this is, Dog traffic control. I'm very this familiar with the 100%. hand gestures. It's never worked in history. It's never worked, but it's never stopped us from being like. <laughs> the nice part about this is, is that like Lucy has become very good at knowing exactly when we go on air and being like, I've got something to say. Y'all are sleeping on Vitor Shaolin. Okay. Puppy, puppy Frenchies. They tend to have <laughs> six sense about these things. French Bulldogs. So can we talk about the names? That's the one thing we have got to fix here. This would be a lot cooler if they could maybe come up with a call sign. Okay. Very similar to what was portrayed in Top Gun because I believe it's something the Navy actually does where they assign. Maybe not as cool like uh, Maverick and Iceman, but that's what I'm looking for. And I think we should make them more parody based. Just my thoughts. That's fair. Now, Kev, uh, right next to your head, you might not be able to see this on the actual thing. Yep, yep, on your... Hold on, which one? Your right side? Now, you can look at it as if it's there. Yep. But there's a bracket right next to your head. Now... You can see it's about paths and matchups. You're going to have Marcus Souza coming in, but he's coming in out of the ACC conference. That's a tough conference this year. Their defense has been amazing. Gregor Gracie? Gregor Gracie drains three-pointers all night long. He's going to be draining some in this quintet three tournament. That was beautiful. Circling it. That was great. It Circle was, it. <laughs> it doesn't quite look like that. Your pen goes behind everything, but it was still super worth it to me. Awesome. So well, I'm excited about this because it also has a crown in the middle. Yes. And yes. that automatically, they're just foreshadowing. Gordon's going to get exactly, that crown. It's basically telling an invitation to Gordon and being like, you want that crown, right? Plus, Uriah Faber is on that team, and he's fighting first. The spark plug California kid that weighs a solid 210 right now. You know that guy is pumping. I mean, I guess I, that is a complete – I don't know how much he's – but he's a big piece of muscle that fought in the UFC for an extremely long time. That's going to be a tough guy to fight. I feel like the possibility between a PJ and a Uriah Faber is like the ultimate oh, super blonde off of being like – Bro, make a first move, bro. No, bro, you first, bro. Bro, and they're just staring at each other. It's like <laughs> nice abs. They're just you can see it's like how many do you have in there? Let's, bro, let's start with an abs right now. Bro. 
What are you? What's your clean? What, what what's you chances they have to wear a rash guard for this? Do you know? They do. I believe they do. Even though you can tell well, some of them don't. That is the only reason Uriah Faber will have a shirt on them. <laughs> that is... It is mandatory, and he still might take it off. There's something really funny about uh, when I interviewed PJ uh, this week. PJ was saying, I was like, hey, man, it's a really big honor that they have you go first. And he was kind of like, yeah. And I go, well, did how did that come about? And he just goes, well, I mean, everybody came in the room, and they thought it would be a good idea. And I go, so basically everybody, all of your elders showed up and just said, hey, PJ, you're going first. And he goes, yeah, kind of. That's That's pretty much what happened. Because I think he'd like to be placed elsewhere. He likes to think of himself as an underdog. PJ? Yeah. It's it's a fascinating part of Think of yourself however you like. Yeah. Yeah. Tom Brady does that too. I want to leave Facebook, Raph. You're on. Yeah, there. He's back. I'm done with all of this. You're done with this? Did people say anything? Do we need to address? Well, I'll take one last look to make sure. But I do want to tell you, Kevin... We're going to end this uh, little thing, and thank you guys for tuning in, but we're going to end this little experiment by doing two things. One, we're going to do the broadcast premiere, the broadcast premiere of our brand new meme. Now, Kevin doesn't know this, but uh, it is going to be the meme that I was working on right before here, and I'm very excited. It's a take on the press conference. Uh, Then we're also going to tell you guys, tomorrow I will actually be at Quintet. So we're very excited to have me do coverage, I think, unless the UFC forgets that they credentialed me. And uh, that'll be a fun experiment either way. So live reporting there, Saturday the fights. I will not be watching because I'll be at a wedding, being a good human being. So, Kevin, it's on you to give me updates on this one. I don't like that at all. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, I'm on it. I have it crossed off in my calendar under ghost fight. Right. And, Kevin, when we do our um, our fantasy booking, I, I believe mm-hmm. we have a wager, which is I have your north-south bag, which God is filled it. with uh, three more uh, variations. Check this out. Look, oh, is that the Greg? It's is the that the Greg? It's That's the Greg. And uh, if you don't beat me in the thing, I'm just going to keep this. But here's I'm what I want people I to understand. Dude, look at this new bag that they've got. Like, this is their... Is their Batman in design? Do they have Bruce Wayne? <laughs> but the beautiful part about they've it is... They've got Bruce Wayne's guy. It's Alfred's printing company. It, it's basically tactical gear, so you could wear this, and it's bulletproof it, as well. It kind of also looks, yeah, like Deadpoolish. Like, it, it has a bit. very... But they also gave us this patch, so this is going to go on one of your geese as well. Anyway, um, so we'll do that off air. And then we're going to end, just as a reminder, on Sunday I commentate at the California Kumite, or the Cali Kumite, over at Marietta. It's Team Jeremiah Vance versus Team Sergio Hernandez. I'm very much looking forward to see those guys clash. It's three on three, uh, and it's going to be fantastic. So a lot of stuff happening this weekend premiere that we got coming up right now don't forget to tune into grappling hour you can go ahead and check my interviews with Wagner rocha pj barch sergio hernandez who's at the cali kumite this weekend and 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 ebi winner from 17 aka john thor blank all of those are on this week's episode of the grappling hour kev do you have anything that you want to say before we start to close things out here um, to the many fake accounts that have joined this broadcast. Oh, Jesus. 
Well, it's hard to tell because it's a Russian fighter. So maybe they, they're 50-50 like I was going to post an aggressive meme misconstruing the truth or maybe I was going to join in. So welcome, I guess, either way. It's a That's good, all I have. It's a good way of putting it. And uh, all of Brent. <laughs> well, Kev, as we go ahead and sign on out, I think we should uh, just say uh, thanks for tuning in. Kev, what do you have to say? Oh, do I get to say good you night and good fight? Switch. Yeah, you do this one. Yes. Good night. Good fight. Ladies and gentlemen, here's the world premiere of our latest meme. I hope you like it. What's the meme? Are you? The traffic is a little heavy. There must be a McGregor fight going on. I don't know where the little fuel is. Better off running anyway. You know yourself. I bet you he was saying a load of shit up here. He didn't say anything the last times. But whatever, that's a sign. He doesn't want to be around me. He doesn't want to be around these people. He is petrified. And that's it. He said nothing in New York. And I guarantee he was saying shit while I wasn't here. So that's the truth of it. Anyway, that's the premiere of it. Kevin still didn't see it, so... Please note, the new number is...